friends welcome back to another episode of so good so far podcast i'm nicole i'm jackie and today we are coming at you with an episode about love languages um we'll get into that in just a little bit but what's been going on in your life i am like so close to getting a job you are yeah Did you hear back from the library? Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. Oh my god, sorry. I'm so (laughs) annoying. We even talked about this. I had an interview and then they were like, we just want to get you in the best position possible. And their interview was for a 20-hour position. And I was like, I'm kind of looking for like more hours, like 30 hours. And they were like, oh, well, I'll check around to the other libraries and see Mm. what you have. And then they passed my application over to a different library. And then the supervisor called me there and was like, I was so happy to see your name on the list and oh my gosh yeah like do they know you oh yeah they all know me because i used to work there so then she was like i think you'd be such a great addition right now you'd be starting like january 4th that's so exciting yes so would you get a car um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'd walk Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's pretty much all that's been going on well that's exciting it's like my hot neighbor oh my god your hot neighbor we love him. I've never even met him, but <laughs> I already love him. Ever since, like, I found out that I have a hot neighbor, I've been, like, taking out the trash extra loud and doing stuff like that, like, really loud. Is yesterday. he right next door? Literally right oh, next door. Oh, my gosh, door. On this side? Um, okay. Like, okay. if I, you're walking out the back door, he's on the right side of that, like, spiral staircase. I don't know if you remember. But Wait. if you're walking out the front door, he's on the right side. Wait. Wait, no. <laughs> he's on the left side. If you're walking out the front door... He's on the left, yes. Because this neighbor over mm-hmm. here is, like, older, Old, right? Yeah, Susan or something like that. Susan? That's the name of your roommate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. That's fine. Your roommate Wait, is that where I got it? Podcast alias. <laughs> um, okay, well, we, we'll we need updates on your hot neighbor ASAP. Don't tell me about podcast, though, because he'll know. Yeah. Maybe he should. Uh, who knows? I'm not going to tell him. I didn't follow him on Instagram <laughs> for that reason. My other roommates did. We were all playing Risk, and... Oh, you guys ended up playing and, that. Yeah, but no one won, but he kept, he kept overtaking my countries, and I was like... He's like, ooh. ooh. Like- <laughs> I was like, yeah, you want to overtake, overtake my countries? Overtake my countries more, please. <laughs> overtake my countries even harder. <laughs> God, the way you overtake my countries ooh. like that, uh, it's just getting me really hot and bothered hot and right bothered, now. Yeah. Then, when he was leaving... <laughs> this is the worst part. When he was leaving... I feel like I didn't even tell this story to start with, but like, yeah, so I just like have a hot neighbor who came over and played Risk. So then when he was leaving, he was like, I don't usually like see you. And I'm like, yeah, that tracks. I don't leave my house. <laughs> You're like, I don't go outside. I don't so. do things. Mm-hmm. I don't go outside of people. I was like, yeah, I don't really go outside. He's like, I actually, I think I saw you one time we were roller skating in the backyard. I'm like, fuck. Oh. And then, <laughs> and then he just leaves. Did not no. say goodbye. Just left. And I was like, okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> the time you ate shit yeah dude i ate shit <laughs> oh no well oh well he gave it your best shot so hopefully he comes today and we can hang out oh that's today yeah today oh my gosh okay well when we record tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow for the next episode we're, we're batching episodes because of christmas so i'm going out of town for yeah. Christmas. where you got charlotte oh you're going to charlotte mm-hmm. for like four days and then i'll be back I didn't even ask you where you were going. You were just like, I'm leaving town. I'm like, all right, see ya. <laughs> like, I'm glad. Right, have fun, <laughs> Mars. Have fun. <laughs> see you never. <clears throat> so, yeah. What, so, you're going to Charlotte. Yes. And then what else has been happening? Well, this week's been really busy. 
I had my birthday, which was when the last episode came out, because I like celebrated on Sunday with a few like girlfriends. One of my friends is in town from, she goes to school across the country, so she was in town, and then a couple of my other friends were here. So we celebrated then, and then on my birthday we celebrated, and then the next night I went to dinner with my mom and my stepdad, and then the next night I went to dinner with my dad. Yeah, my birthday was good. Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> I went to work. I had to work for my birthday, which kind of sucked. And I wore this super cute dress, so I thought. For my birthday, I was like, I'm just gonna look nice. Like, I have to work my birthday, might as well like get attention, whatever. And it was not the kind of attention that I wanted. So I'm helping this client. <laughs> I cannot. I'm helping this client. <laughs> and she, I'm in the middle of a sentence. I'm not like, it's not like I was on my computer or something. Like, I was explaining a product to her. And out of nowhere, for absolutely no reason at all, she says, I hate to ask this. She says, I hate to even ask this. But which, like, if you start which, a sentence that way, don't like, ask it. Do not ask. Do not. No. No. She had, I could just tell she had, she says, I hate to even ask this, but are you expecting? And you're, and I you're was like, like, expecting me to slap you across the face? Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am I expecting that. <laughs> and I, I was expecting her to say, like, something else. Like, I had been telling her that our lead times were really long because of COVID. Like, products are not coming in very quickly. I thought she was going to say, like, I hate to even ask this, but are you expecting, like, delays in my shipment or something? I literally thought that's where the sentence was going because no person in their right fucking mind asks a woman who is not nine months pregnant if she's pregnant. Yeah. If you don't know. If you're not ready to pop, don't the, fucking yeah. ask. If that woman is not in labor, what the hell? You do not have... I. <laughs> Someone's so, in labor. I hate to ask this. Are you are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> are you expecting? Yeah. Yeah, I'm expecting in like 15 minutes. <laughs> if that. My water broke. That's the only time. Literally. I had a woman come in to my work the other day. Her and her husband. She was very pregnant. Like seven or eight months. I did not say, what do you do or anything? They were shopping for nursery furniture until she said, like, I just can't wait to have this baby because she was pretty like big like she was ready to be done with this pregnancy and you could tell that she was just like i'm over this and she was like i just can't wait to have this baby and i was like oh yeah like what do you do would not have asked that i knew she was pregnant they were shopping for nursery furniture and baby <laughs> shit and i still would not yeah. Because have also, like, what, what if she wasn't, and what then if what if she's just shopping for her sister right. it's or like, something? You it don't was know. It's very obvious it's that she's not really pregnant. your business, you know? But it's not my business. And I was texting Paige about it because immediately I texted Paige and I was like, well, my day has been officially ruined. <laughs> when she asked me that, I was like, I'm not. I didn't know what to say. When she stopped at expecting, my brain was like, oh, this is really happening. Like, <laughs> you hear about this happening. People are like, oh, yeah, someone if they were pregnant and they weren't. Like, I literally never expected that to happen to me. Not because, like, you didn't expect that? I just didn't. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I wasn't expecting you to ask me you if to I was ask expecting. You to ask me if I was expecting <laughs> goodbye. I just never, not to say like, oh, I'm just like so perfect and thin that no one would ask me that. But I think the, <laughs> the implication is that if you ask someone that and they're not, you're saying that they look fat. That's like the, if someone's listening and they're like, I don't get it. Which like, if you don't, you're the problem. Maybe and she's yeah. asked that a few times and no one's ever done anything because they've just been so shocked. They need to know that that's not that's okay to ask people. not okay to ask people. Even if you think, oh, maybe they're four or five months pregnant. Like, they look pregnant. Like, they have a little belly. Like, whatever. You just don't know. 
And like, sure, maybe the dress looked like a quote unquote maternity dress. It was just like a long black dress that was like flowy. But I was like, I texted Paige and Paige was like, what would she have gotten out of that if you said yes? Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, congrats. Yeah. And then that's it. Like, what she else doesn't are you going to do? Asked to deliver my fucking baby? What else could I'm you I'm actually do? a midwife. Yeah, I was like, what are you an OBGYN? <laughs> Why do you need to know if I'm pregnant? Anyway, got off work and came home. And then I called Tanner. I was like, hey, I'm on my way home. Like, where are you at? Because I knew he's going to need to, like, get in. And he's like, oh, um, I'm, like, five minutes away. But... You know, you can go up to your apartment first if you need to, whatever. So I was like, all right. So I came up here and I walked in the door and my Christmas tree lights were on and these lights were on. It was so weird. Right when I walked in the door, I noticed that. And I was like on the phone with him still. And I was like, uh. And he was like, what? Like, what's going on? And I was like, my Christmas tree's on. And then I walked in and I saw like a bottle of tequila and like donuts Aww. and stuff. And he so had cute. brought, he had, he had his, a key to my apartment from like when he stayed here before and he had come and put all that stuff there and then left and like drove around the block Uh because when i called him he was like oh my god he was still in here so he had to leave anyway so he came here and like dropped that stuff off and he also came to my work that day i was like talking with this girl that i work with she was showing me something and a couple people who were standing in front of me other employees were like looking at me and looking behind me and looking at me and i was like what and i turned around and he was like had a cupcake and he was like oh, happy birthday. And then just like ran out. I was like, oh my God, okay. That's so nice. Thank you so much. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, who was that? And I was like, oh, that was my friend. And they're like, just your friend? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Friends can just do nice things for each other. Shocker. I think, no, it's just because Tanner is like really good looking. Right, and, and they're, they're like, probably, why yeah. is he just a friend? And they were like, like mm, bummer for you. <laughs> so that was the day. And then a few people, like you came over, Paige, a few people came over and we just played a game and hung out. It was pretty low-key, but it was fun. Yeah, it and was fun. that was it, pretty much. Do you feel any different being 26? No, not really. I mean, I do feel a little older. Like, when you're when you're in your early 20s, you're like, ooh, I'm just in my early 20s. Like, I'm having so much fun. And when you're late 20s, you're like, ooh, it's not as fun anymore. Like, I feel like you I need really to do You really feel something. like an adult. Like, you really feel you like do. you you're like, can't really ask for help as much anymore. Yeah, you're you know? like, I'm not just, like, quote-unquote, like, figuring it out. I'm yeah. not like in college when I'm a dumb like, college student. You should have a job. You're like, at this you point. should know what you're doing. Yeah. 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 It's like, I mean, well, who I do really not. knows, but it's true. There's like a responsibility to your actions that you like haven't really felt before. Yeah. For me, <laughs> it's more of making that transition feeling like I am other adults like equal. Mm-hmm. And that's like just my own toxic trait is thinking I'm inferior, but. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, hard things that come with being an adult and, mm-hmm. like, entering the workforce and, like, figuring out, like, relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that I think that I, that have come with being, like, 26 that haven't really come before that because... Because mm-hmm. you can just say, I'm in my early 20s. I don't have yeah. to figure it out yet. Yeah. And now I you're know, like, I'm in my late 20s. I'm, gotta, like, on the uh, on their side of the hill to 30 <laughs> at this point. People who are, like, in their 30s and 40s <laughs> are, like... Shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, we're like trying to learn how to navigate relationships, and mm-hmm. that's why today we're talking about love languages. This is like an episode that I've wanted to do for a while because I just find them fascinating, and it has really changed my relationships a lot to think about this. And so when we like talk about love languages, basically what we're talking about is how people receive and give love. And there's many different kinds. We're going to mostly talk about the five love languages book 
Mm-hmm. Or, by Gary Chapman. Yeah, by Gary Chapman. But the five love languages, they're not the only way that people show love. This is just, like, a really good way to, like, group them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most things fall under those things, but that doesn't mean that it's, like, the end-all be-all. It's just mostly something to keep in mind. It's, like, a very good guide Yeah. to, like, what the best way is to, like, give and receive love. Yeah, and, like, based on your relationship to people, and we don't just mean romantic relationships. It's that. It's friendships, relationships with your family, yeah. relationships with your kids, your parents, yeah. whatever. With anybody, just understanding their love languages, understanding your own love languages. Most people have like a primary and a secondary and then the other ones aren't as important to them. You can take a quiz. There's like a lot of quizzes out there There's to find a lot out of quizzes if you don't if know. You're not really sure, but I bet you if when we tell you them, if you don't already know yours, which is like pretty common concept, but if you don't already know yours, you're probably going to already know like immediately because it a lot of times it's just like how you naturally show love is how you want to receive love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way that you want to receive love is usually how you naturally give love, but those also could be different. You could also receive love differently than how you give love. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it would be beneficial to switch up how you give love depending on the person so that you can make them feel more loved. Yeah. Definitely. Or kind of shift how you receive love to accommodate how other people give love. And you can feel love from places that you might have not thought there was love before that. So to kind of get into it, we're going to go over the five love languages. Yeah. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, physical touch, and gift giving. Those are the five main ones that you can Mm -hmm. probably group your love language, whether that's giving or receiving or someone else's love language, into those five. So to start out, words of affirmation is just what it sounds like. It's like showing appreciation, Mm -hmm. telling someone you love them, writing them like... Complimenting. Yeah, complimenting them, like writing them a little note that says like what you love about them or telling them that you're proud of them or something you know it can be Mm -hmm. any of those things that are affirming their love for you and therefore saying that you are loved by them and reassuring yeah like reassuring Mm -hmm. reaffirming your love for them yeah i feel like it's a good love language for people who feel like they need reassurance out loud if you need to hear that you're appreciated if you need to hear that you're loved every day then your love language is probably words of affirmation yeah my or if love you language, give that yeah mm-hmm. my love language is words of affirmation that's yeah, how that's i like to receive love is words of affirmation i'm just when someone affirms to me even if i think oh this person's like mad at me or something's going on and then they just like text me back i'm like okay that's like affirmation that right. like nothing's wrong and that's kind of or like, like I, i'm really big with words of affirmation because i need to like feel appreciated mm-hmm. you know like yeah literally every single time i edit the podcast nicole's like thank you so much i appreciate you so much for editing the podcast and i'm like feels good every time but i love hearing that and it works because you give words of affirmation and i also like to receive yeah. words of affirmation so i feel like it is it just works out for our relationship really well mm-hmm. yeah so then there the next one is acts of service acts of service is doing small acts for another person to show that you love them i feel like when i was reading about it a lot of it was like relieving the stress of your partner or the person that you're showing love to if you're doing things like making a meal for them if they're too busy to make a meal for themselves or taking out the trash for them or picking them up from somewhere 
whatever it is. I feel like it's really good for people who get stressed out easily. It is good for me. I receive love acts of service really well because I'm really bad at organizing my time. And so I'm not like really a very stressed person, but just like with ADHD, I feel like. Mm -hmm. It just helps like relieve Mm -hmm. the stress of like maybe not being able to get everything done that you want to get done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Acts of service is probably how I... That's like my biggest way I give love. Uh huh. I feel like you receive love the best words of affirmation, mm-hmm. but you give it. Yeah, acts which of that works really well because I receive acts of service the best, and I feel like I usually give like words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, acts of service and gift giving for me. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm like every love language is in my love language. <laughs> I like acts of service. I think whenever someone's stressed out, I'm like, what can I do for you? what's gonna make your Mm -hmm. day easier like they'll tell me like I just don't know if I can get this done and I'm like okay what can I do to make that easier for you and I think that's a big way that I show love probably the biggest one I'm like too broke to give gifts so (laughs) yeah but I think acts of service is nice because this is why I like it is because you feel like you are making that person's day easier or you're taking something off their plate or that to me is how I show people that I love them Um, And I think a lot of people get like gift giving and acts of service confused. And I think that's the difference is act of service will like help relieve someone's stress or like take something off of their plate. Whereas Mm -hmm. gift giving is like an addition. Yes. You know, and not necessarily like it's like helping them. But yeah, it's like gift giving. I mean, and we can go into that now. Gift giving, the difference there, like you said, is that it's you're giving you're adding something to their life. Um, and yeah. that can really be anything, but I think the biggest, most important part of it is that it's something meaningful. And that's why I like gift giving so much too, is that I'll be out shopping and I'm like, Oh, I see this thing that I know this yeah. person would love. And I'm like, I just want to get it for them more than I want to get anything for myself. I'm like, this person would like this so much. Like yeah. I really want to get it for them. If you all the money, you right. would be like buying things for people all the time. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably my biggest way that I give love is gift giving or words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just like love like giving people things. And if I like wasn't flat broke right now, I would shower people with gifts. I just like, yeah. I just like being at the grocery store and like grabbing my roommate's favorite candy. Mm-hmm. You being know, like, I know they like this, mm-hmm. and I want to show them that like I, I was thinking love about them, them. And, and thinking of them, and when I know them yeah. well enough to know that they would like this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh, I just love doing that. Yeah. But it's like, of course, I don't have all the money in the world, and you don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be something you spend money on. It can be, you know, you make them something, mm-hmm. or you just like grab something for them. Yeah, yeah. Like something small, like or it's it, it like has to do with thinking about someone when they're not around and like objects. Yeah, Those are yeah, like the two biggest things. Yeah. yeah, and like I feel like gift giving too. A lot of people really look down on that way of like giving love and receiving love because it's like it seems so like materialistic mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be materialistic right. at all. Yeah, and that is just how some people give love. Like mm-hmm. that's how my family shows love. That's why like I receive gifts well was because like. My family, they love giving gifts. They love, like, making sure that I'm taken care of. Every time I go home to my mom, she's like, take a jar of mayonnaise. Take this. Take this. It's always mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) She literally... This woman always has has at least seven jars of mayonnaise in her house. Oh, my God. And she's always giving me at least one jar of mayonnaise. 
Um, and she'll give me like a ton of other stuff. She's like, I bought this and I don't think I'm going to eat it. You should have it. But she really just bought it for me and she oh, wants me to have it. My gosh. She's and like, I've been saving this for you. Yeah, she's, yeah, exactly. She won't say that she's been saving it for me. She'll mm-hmm. just be like, because she, she knows that I will be like, oh, I don't need that. She's like, please just take it off my hands. Yeah. But it's like, she really just like, was like, I thought about you while I was getting this. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I was like, ah, my mom like doesn't really hug me. She doesn't say I love you very much. Mm-hmm. And then once I realized that her love language was gift giving, my view of how she felt about me completely changed. And I realized, oh, this person does love me. She just shows it by giving me gifts. And every time I was like, when she gives me a gift, this means that she loves me. I appreciated her so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's so important. And we'll, we'll dive into that deeper. Mm-hmm. But basically just understanding how the people around you show love and knowing that it's not going to be the same way that you show love and it might not even be the way that you really like to receive love but knowing that they're showing you love in that way is enough to be like okay you know just being cognizant of it is can really change your mindset even if it's not exactly your favorite love language totally so then there's quality time and this is quality time is the way that i like to receive love I always I keep saying the most, but I thought you were gonna say the least. You're like, no, no, no. absolutely do not want to spend time with anybody. What did I did I say? Okay, so I I, I keep saying they're all nice. Like they're all they're all. I think I just like receiving love. So, (laughs) but like quality time is really important to me, and I Mm -hmm. would say that's probably one of the most important ways that I receive love. Um, But I don't. It's not a way that I like usually give love a lot because I have a hard time managing my time. Um, but quality time is, it's like gift giving where you're giving someone something, but instead of an object, you're giving your time. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're with someone and you're not distracted, you're not looking at your phone or whatever, you're just like having a conversation, you're spending time together. That's how a lot of people give and receive love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quality time for me is not like a huge one. It's still up there. Mm-hmm. It's not my least one which is physical touch same yeah <laughs> but don't touch me um but i i do really enjoy quality time i don't know it's hard to say because sometimes i do get upset if someone doesn't want to spend time with me it's been more in romantic relationships love languages can change with people to people yeah. like in romantic mm-hmm. anytime i've been in a romantic like relationship or mm-hmm. talking to someone or something like i want to spend time with them and I feel like I set aside a lot of time and I prioritize my time so that I can spend it with them. Yeah. So I get other things done first and I like make sure like I'm ready. And then it's like sometimes someone will like bail on me. And that is really hurtful to me because I'm like, I just wanted to spend time with them. Or when I'm with them, they'll just like be on their phone. People in general, if if I feel like they're not wanting to like talk and hang out and we're just on our phones, I think it depends on the person. I mean... The way that I know that quality quality time is how I like to receive love is, yeah, when people bail on me, it, like, hurts yeah. a lot. And I really, really don't like it. Um, and I, like, try and stay with, like, flaky people. I just don't make plans with people that I love but that I know are flaky. And I just let them come to me because mm-hmm. it's so much better for a relationship if they make the plans and follow through than if they make the plans or if I make plans with them and they flake. Because that's really like personally hurts. hurtful. It, it's With certain people, it's like it doesn't bother me if they cancel as much because I know that they still love me and I know it's not right. – that to me doesn't hurt as much. Like 
obviously we're different um, in that way, but it's not, that isn't as upsetting to me as like when someone I'm really excited to hang out with is like, hey, like I actually can't hang out tonight or oh, do you wanna do another night? I just would be so hurt. But I think mm-hmm. I take it personally when it's someone I like and I'm like, well, when's the next time I'm gonna get to hang out with them? And why don't they wanna hang out with me? Do they not like me anymore? It's yeah. so much more fragile than yeah. something solid like a friendship or a family member or something. Right. You know that they're not canceling because they don't wanna, be a part of your life anymore you know when i'm hanging out with my best friends i realize like we have like almost no photos together like we have like very few photos together very like, few same with like we have to like my, plan. my other best friends yeah, yeah we have to plan photos yeah. for the podcast <laughs> um because when we're together i don't have my phone out and we're not like constantly taking photos yeah like I, at all like i just don't even like touch my phone that much anymore when i'm yeah. with people i'm like the last thing i would be think is to be like let's get a picture so the last love language. So the last love language is physical touch. It's pretty self-explanatory, but it doesn't have to be like romantic. Sometimes people are like, oh, physical touch is romantic. Yeah. Um, no, it's like it can be hugging, um, sitting close to somebody, uh, cuddling with someone. Or I guess that's romantic, whatever. There's a lot of ways physical touch can be given and received in relationships. That for me is my lowest one. I not only don't need it, I sometimes really like don't want to be touched. I don't like to... I think about physical touch a lot because it's not my... It's not how I really, like, give or receive love usually. However, I when I am thinking about it, I feel like most men's way that they give and receive love is physical touch, especially receive. And I think it's because most men don't really get a lot of physical touch, mm-hmm. especially, like, growing up. And they're kind of, like, starved of that touch. Yeah. And so they, that becomes like what they most want to receive because mm-hmm. they don't get that. And then they give it because they want to get it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like almost every man that I've been with, physical touch is like a huge part of the way that they show love. Not every single one, but a lot. Yeah, I also feel like physical touch, I mean, these are all different, whether you're like in a relationship or not, the way that you show them to the type of person those change like you wouldn't massage your friend but like you would massage your partner right for like an act of service you know yeah that's true yeah you might massage your friend but then you should really rethink your friendship (laughs) i don't know that i would (laughs) or maybe you're a masseuse and if so and you're listening to this sponsor us yeah (laughs) anyone with a business with you (laughs) anyone with a business please sponsor us anyone with an income just you know let us sponsor us Yeah. yeah yeah if you're like just friends i feel like you're someone who really likes hugs um, this is just us figuring out our love languages. Yeah. No, no advice for you guys. Literally, this is for us. <laughs> um, because they're just they're really hard and the it gets blurry. And honestly, everyone everyone gives and receives all kinds of love. It's just what you prefer yeah. is different. And I feel like also with like physical touch, a lot of people who don't like physical touch, they didn't grow up in a family that liked physical touch. Like I wasn't good at it at all until I dated someone who that was like their like main one by a lot mm-hmm. was physical touch. And that like helped me kind of get a lot better. I was way worse before and now I think I'm a little better at it. So So that being said, all that stuff. Oh what I wanted to say about quality time is that you were saying that and this this is kind of leading into a conversation about the way that like love languages change over time and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but with quality time and relationships i feel like that and acts of service can sometimes be the types of love that make a dependent relationship do you know what i Mm -hmm. mean 
especially like needing to spend quality time right right. if you're like someone like you were saying that in your relationship you felt like you were kind of dependent on that person Mm -hmm. and it was like dependent on like you spending time with them and Mm -hmm. I think that was yeah yeah it was part of part of your anxiety it was definitely yeah I was definitely very dependent right I I was super dependent on my last long relationship because he would do like a ton of acts of service for me Mm -hmm. he would make my meals he would help me get up in the morning he would call people for me because I have like phone anxiety he would do so much for me that I was honestly afraid to end the relationship because I was like how am I going to do all these things alone um yeah you're right so I feel like with like access service and quality time you can kind of develop a dependence with those yeah it's like you feel like you need them Mm -hmm. to feel like that person loves you and I think that can be not so much a dependency but needing if you feel like you need to be shown love in the way that you receive it best you may never feel fully loved or fully worthy because that person may not show their love that way yeah and they may not yeah yeah, they may not be cognizant of what your love language is I think it's important to know your partner family friends whatever you know people's love language that you're close Mm -hmm. to and know how they receive love best and also understand your own love language and try to communicate that right like maybe try to communicate that and and that can be hard but that's that's like the hardest part I feel like I've been really good about trying to figure out what other people's love languages are I have not been very good at communicating what my love languages are and what I need because I that always feels like I'm asking for too much right it's like just do you and I'll get what I can from it yeah but I feel like it is part of a relationship to like communicate mm-hmm. that. Especially a romantic relationship. Yeah. Where they're just a little more fragile. Like if that person wanted to live your life, they could and it would kind of be like, that's it. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, and anyone can do that. But with friends and family, it's not so fragile yeah. because it's not based on something um, as fragile, I guess, as love, mm-hmm. uh, romantic love. So something I heard on a different podcast about love languages is that if you are depending on receiving love in the way that you receive it best and people aren't giving that to you just because they're giving it in the way that they know how to give it maybe they don't know your love language they aren't totally aware that that's how you need to receive love you will never feel totally full or like whole or worthy or confident because you think this person doesn't love me because they're not showing love the way I need to receive it and it's not really anyone's responsibility to make you feel loved in the way you need to. It's really great. But I think the biggest thing is sh- like showing yourself that love, making yourself feel yeah. whole without needing, like you don't need other people to show you love to feel whole or complete. It feels yeah. really great. But if you're depending on getting it from other people and you can't give it to yourself, you will always feel some sort of emptiness because no not one person or even several people can give you love in the way you need to receive it all the time at all at every turn yeah it's just not going to happen so when you what this person said on the podcast is when you like fill your own bucket with your own self-love basically you don't feel the need to receive love from people in one way so therefore it opens up the space to see their love Mm -hmm. languages understand when they're giving you love and also for you to give them love in the way that they receive it best. Mm-hmm. And you'll never feel like 
unworthy or something because you're being cognizant of it. Right. And anyone can do that. I mean, not everyone will. Not everyone listens to this podcast or wants to learn about love languages. Not everyone in the world listens to this podcast. <laughs> Shocker, but yes. They're really missing out. I know. Um, And that kind of like, that idea really leads me to another thought that I just had. I just saw this really recently. Someone put this idea out there and I was like, oh my God, that is something I never thought about before, but it's so obvious is that when you're doing self-love, and self-care that the way you receive love and give love you can give that to yourself and receive it the best way possible this was like life-changing and it's so stupid but like if one of your the ways that you receive love the best is uh words of affirmation and you're telling yourself you look ugly you look fat you look pregnant Pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) if you're telling yourself that then of course you're not going to feel like you love yourself. You're not going to feel loved. You're not going to feel good about yourself because you're literally doing the opposite of your love language. Right. Or if if your love language is acts of service for yourself, get your stuff ready for the next day or make yourself some tea. Do something for yourself. If your love language is quality time, spend some quality time just like thinking, writing in a journal. Mm -hmm. You know, if your love language is gift giving, buy something for yourself that you like, like a bath bomb or something like that. Make you feel relaxed. If your love language is physical touch, masturbate. Yeah, you're honest to God. <laughs> I don't know what else physical touch would be. I yeah. guess like getting a massage or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, like doing something. But then yourself. don't fall in love with your masseuse. Right. Well, that's the first mistake <laughs> getting massages that I've made many times. <laughs> Just kidding. I absolutely love that story. Yeah, I think that is something that I've, you know, obviously self love and self care is like so preached about, but. If you're just like, oh, self-care, like a face mask. It's like, mm-hmm. that could be self-care, but it yeah. could also just be like... If quality time or something hygiene, like that. Hygiene, yeah. you know? It's it like, could also just be hygiene. What, what's your best way of receiving love? Like, people always say, words of affirmation, do, like, self-affirmation. And I'm always like, uh oh, that's stupid. This morning, I was looking in the mirror, and I was like... You're not pregnant. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Maybe, no. The glow isn't um, pregnancy. <laughs> it's just how you look. No, <laughs> I... Um, <laughs> you just have that glow about you. Yeah. I was just looking at myself in the mirror. This is kind of sad. Maybe you can cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I was like, I just sometimes have body issues like any other woman in the world because, you know, society. And I was like, you deserve romantic love no matter what your body looks like. And I know, like, my body looks fine. But, of course, women are, like, always thinking that their bodies are not fine because of what we're told and... Again, that's a whole other episode, but I don't ever think, like with my friends and family, I always, I don't ever think they're not going to love me because of the way my body looks. Romantically, I do think that a lot. I think, oh, well, if I just lost this much weight, someone would love me. <laughs> that's fucking sad. Please cut that out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. Keep going. Anyway, for maybe the first time ever, I would look to the mirror and I was like, you deserve, <laughs> so fucking sad, okay, you deserve love romantically no matter what you weigh or what you look like or if you gained weight or if you lost weight it doesn't matter you still deserve for someone to love you Mm -hmm. but I think it does destroy my self-confidence and so I I'm not confident and therefore I don't put myself out there 
with guys, it destroys a lot of other things. And so the mm-hmm. reason that I'm not in a relationship is not because I gained 10 pounds or something. It's it's because I don't have this confidence. I yeah. don't think people are going to like me. Therefore, I don't put myself out there at all. I don't even try because I'm like, I don't deserve it because I gained 10 pounds, which is like so stupid. But I think I can't be alone in thinking that. Oh, I, you're definitely not alone. And I'm, I mean, it's like, I know it's not Lots true. Lots of people like struggle with that. I feel like that's like a very baseline of disordered eating is mm-hmm. feeling like your worth is dependent on your body image and yeah. your weight and therefore what you eat because that's is kind of what leads into that. And then you start putting pressure on what you eat because you think what I eat is going to determine if I'm loved yeah. or not, well, which I'm, is, is not, absolutely not true. Yeah. It's not a true thought, but it's probably not even like a conscious belief. It's probably like really deep in there that you've just like realized consciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's something that I feel like you could fix by showing yourself love over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. And this morning it was a weird feeling, but I literally was like, you deserve to be loved by someone no matter what. I, you have so many other qualities that have nothing to do with how you look. And your friends and family love you unconditionally, you know, more or less. And it has nothing to do with how you look. Right. I just read something the other day that said, the reasons that people love you have nothing to do with the way you look. And that's just so true. Like, if you ask someone, like, what do you love about me? They wouldn't be like, that you just have a rock and bod. Like, no one would say Right, that. no. It's like, and, and I never think about that. I don't think, like, I love Jackie because, like, she just has a fat ass. Like, I'm not going to, like, <laughs> bringing it back to the episode of the page. <laughs> but I just would never say... I love Jackie because of the way she looks. Right. That's so insane. You would say, like, I love this about you, but you wouldn't say, like, like, I'm like, oh, Nicole's, like, eyebrows look really nice today. Right. But it's not like. Which they do. But I love her more today because of that. But I love her more because of her eyebrows. No. Of course. It's it's not. I would always say. It's honestly usually because of something like, I love Nicole because she, like, made my life so much easier today by doing X, Y, Z or something like that. Right. Or, like, I'm like, oh, I love Jackie because she does so much for our podcast. Or, of course, if someone was like what's great about Jackie? I'd be like, oh, she's beautiful. This, this, and this. Like, but it's like, that's never the first thing that I'm like, oh, my love for you hinges on that. Like, right. it's like, and that's not the case with anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, and another thing is I don't ever um, become really attracted to someone and really have feelings for someone based on their looks yeah. ever. Yeah. You know, when you're like, you get to know someone and they're like really beautiful on the outside but then when you get to know them you're like you're not like great of a person like and they honestly good. become like a little bit uglier because of that yeah or like when you meet someone who you like don't really you're not really that attracted to at first and then they get like better looking over time because mm-hmm. they're just like a beautiful person on the inside yeah like that just shows you that yes like outside looks can initially do something for you but they're definitely not the end all be all they're definitely not what no. you base love off of no no especially like being in love it's like mm-hmm. it's not of course, you're attracted to them physically, but it has so much more to do than that. Because a lot of times when you're attracted to someone physically, it's because you love the person that they are. And you're like, everything they do is just like so hot. And it's yeah. like, because you know them. It's not like, ugh, the only case that has not been that is Harry Styles. I don't know him. Everything he does is hot. <laughs> everything he does. He does seem like a actually good but person. But he does seem like a good person. Yeah. He doesn't seem mm-hmm. like super douchey or something. Yeah when it comes to loving other people and how to strengthen your relationships it's so confusing where do you start i feel like love languages is a great place to start understanding what yourself needs and what other people need and changing the things that you do and what you say to accommodate that and Mm -hmm. get started yeah 
I think that's a great way to wrap it up. I don't have anything else to say. That was just a great wrap up. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Jackie. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you <laughs> wrapping it up so well. <laughs> um, okay. So we will be back next week with an episode wrapping up the year. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, you know, how we're going into 2021 and how we're wrapping up 2020. So we'll be talking about that. You can find us on Instagram at So Good So Far Podcast. You can find me at Nicole Pilgreen. You can find me at Jackie Zaddick. And you can rate and review us on iTunes. Cool. All right. Well, see you next week. Have a good week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I almost said uh, love see. you. <laughs> love you guys. I love you. Say it back. I love you. Oh. Wow. I love this. We're so cute.